the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's Friday. It's also payday. That's a nice combination, isn't it? Friday payday. It always feels good. Why? Because of all the places we're going to go and we're going to spend our money. Well, you know, I get a little cute you know, Amazon out, things. Go, you know, going out to eat. You know, we're going to go to the mall, <laughs> hang out with large groups of people. It's funny you bring that up because I was just... not matter my, anymore. My kid was saying, are we going to do anything tonight? Like, what are we going to do? Where are we going to go? I did say... Uh, wait, have you been to the mall? <laughs> uh, I have been. I mean, I was in the mall uh, two weeks ago. Really? How is the mall? Uh, it's fine. I mean, yeah. you have to follow different traffic patterns. Than oh, really? you to be so that's an outing. I mean, you know, to the mall could be an outing, right? Yeah, it sure That's normalcy. Except this- you, can't, you can't go tonight. Why? Well, because the, it closes at 6. The mall closes at 6? Mm-hmm. Or maybe at 7. Yeah. Really? Because mm-hmm. COVID ruins everything. All right. Well, happy Friday. Thank it's Friday you. the 13th, too, if that means anything, which is kind of weird. Also, it's a, it's a national day, is it not? Uh, yes, it is. It's National Kindness Day. Okay, so only in 2020, but National Kindness Day and Friday the 13th intersect. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Kath, please, uh, now would you give us the top four at four? For Friday, November 13th, 2020, number one. Okay, everybody knows the COVID cases are spiking all over the place. It's depressing, and I don't really want to talk about it. You good if I just leave it at that, John? Okay, we're done. All right. So go home. Happy weekend, everyone. Number two, a Heinz pickle-shaped ornament will be the newest holiday tradition for downtown Pittsburgh. To be unveiled November 27th, the Friday after Thanksgiving, in EQT Plaza downtown, the holiday marinated cuke is a nod to the German-American tradition of a pickle on the Christmas tree, which I do myself every year, by the way. The 35-foot-tall pickle looks awesome in the early drawings I saw, and I'm happy to say it was a gift from the Kraft Heinz Company. Has anybody ever said, can you give me directions to EQT Plaza? <laughs> no, no, what is the EQT Plaza? Where is that? Know. No one knows where that All is. Right. People who lived here their whole lives like us don't know where that is. <laughs> Number three, in today's PG, Joe Starkey urged readers to take a mid-season timeout to acknowledge the undefeated Steelers and their eight and zip record. And I think, John, it's a terrific idea. It truly is, Yeah, we all know it's a long season. Yeah, we all know anything can happen. And yeah, we're still waiting for Ben's COVID test results. But we're crying out loud. Let's be gloriously glad for a minute that the hometown team has been bringing a lot of joy to a lot of us every Sunday. Yes. I mean, listen, we could be Jets fans. <laughs> no, however, the Steelers are undefeated. Anyway, the Steelers do take on the stripey Bengals and the rookie quarterback, mm. plus Clareton's own Tyler Boyd. 
this Sunday at Heinz Field. Kickoff at 425. Right. And Ben will get out of COVID restrictions at like, what, five to four? I, I don't know. I think he's Just fine. walk out in the fine. field and crush it. Anyway, number four, and this one's a little longer, John. Okay. Moshe Toby, an accomplished cantor and successful recording artist who survived the Holocaust by having his name on Schindler's List, died this week after being hospitalized with heart problems. Wow. And I'm reading here from the Trib. Tauby, a Squirrel Hill resident, was a cantor for more than 40 years at Congregation Beth Shalom and later at other area synagogues. Born in Krakow in 1927, Taub was singing and studying music by age eight. In 1939, he and his family were consigned to the Krakow ghetto and in 42 sent to a Nazi concentration camp where his mother, sister, and dozens of extended family members were murdered. But he and his father were among 1,200 Jews who survived, thanks to Oskar Schindler, a German industrialist who became dedicated to saving the lives of his Jewish employees. Talbdam emigrated to the U.S. in 57, continued his music education at Juilliard, and moved to Pittsburgh and became a cantor. Also then, later, an adjunct professor of music at Duquesne University. In 1994, John, after Schindler's List was nominated for 12 Academy Awards, the New York Times interviewed Mr. Taub for a story about Schindler Jews still living in America. He had chosen, he said, not to see the film, not because, quote, I feared it will misrepresent my past, but because from everything I've read and heard, it captures that past too clearly. Mm. Quote, every frame in this movie is my personal history, and to relive it would take tremendous stamina, a special fortitude that I do not have, he said. Mausha Taubi, 93 years old. And that is your top four. Wow. Fabulous. Let us never forget. Never forget. All right, that is a good top four as we get underway with Friday's show. we got a good show for you. we got a fun show, as a matter of fact. Uh, lots of hopefully delight as we move forward. What do you say we uh, take, take a break right now? We're going to talk about, of all things, Joe Rogan, the podcast. Do you listen? Do you know who Joe Rogan is? That's next. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. I mean, not Joe Rogan, the guy. 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Don Crow. This week in the Christian Outlook, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, what should believers seek in a political party? I'm going to put the defense of human life at every stage at the top of that list because if that's abandoned, then uh, nothing else is going to be sustained. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. My name is Namrita Singhujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. Public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. 
If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. Go to SalemNow.com to buy today. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? I'm Dr. Andrea Russo, a cardiologist. Maybe you're waiting to talk to your doctor right now. But if you're having an irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, don't wait. This could be a serious condition like atrial fibrillation, which can make you about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you're having these symptoms, don't wait. Talk to a doctor by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Podcasting is an amazing feature of the rise of new media. I mean, if you follow podcasts of any sort of a variety, whether it's about cooking or automobiles or you name it, there's a podcast and a personality for that. Uh, truly, the most successful podcaster I believe out there right now is a man by the name of Joe Rogan. Uh, if you don't know Joe Rogan, highly recommended you check out the podcast. And uh, our first guest today, Beth Smith, is here to talk about Joe Rogan, especially looking at Joe Rogan as an open personality, something that Christians maybe were lacking. All right. Looks like John has frozen in his uh, Zoom situation. So hopefully we're going to be able to uh, continue on. We'll get him back in just a minute. Anyway, we're looking to get Beth Smith on the air. Beth, are you with us? I am. Are you there? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I I can hear you. All right. Terrific. All right. Sorry, we had a little technical difficulty. John and I are both broadcasting from our spare rooms and John's Zoom appears to have frozen. Um, But I'm happy to talk to you about Joe Rogan because I'm a big fan. Um, Okay. So for people who aren't familiar with Joe Rogan, um, he has the nation's leading podcast. Um, It was just picked up by Spotify for something like, what is it, Beth? $140 million? A small figure of a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Just a little bit here and there. Um, Okay. So uh, what sets him apart in your mind? What is interesting about Rogan is that he is a comedian slash UFC commentator for those who might also recognize him as the former host of fear factor is what I remember him from, but he's this, uh, Podcast host, he's been hosting his own podcast for 10 plus years, but really in the last several years, he has just gotten incredibly popular 
And we're talking, he's the number two podcast on Apple. He's got 10 million Twitter followers. His YouTube channel has upwards of 9 million subscribers. And so the intrigue is, well, what makes him popular? Why is he, what is drawing audiences to his show? And what it is, I think, really comes down to he is open to having conversations with those he disagrees with. And we're talking two, three-hour conversations with a wide variety of guests. And he does it so in a way that you really feel like you're in the room with them having this, almost this laid-back conversation. But it's one with respect. It's one with just a common decency that we sadly don't see in, in today's society of where it's, we're very quick to uh, participate in cancel culture, fake news. So I think his just the way he's able to host those with differing views really is uh, a testament in, yeah. in today's kind of it, news cycle. Yeah, I think it is too, Beth. And um, I, the other thing I think that I appreciate is just his ability to learn things he didn't know in a public way. So when he enters into that, to a conversation with whoever it is he's interviewing, it's not that he's uneducated. It's not that he hasn't done his homework, but he's willing to learn something on the fly and to not have to be the smartest person in the room. That's an excellent point. And one of my takeaways from, um, from my piece over at Gospel Coalition was I said that he listens and he doesn't interrupt. He's open to persuasion. I had heard him say many times he'll just kind of look at his guests and he'll say I never thought about it that way why Mm -hmm. why do you think that is and it opens this door where his guests can can speak you know what what they're there to talk on and it just was like this mind-blowing idea of like when's the last time have we actually been like wow I didn't think of it that way tell me more yeah one of the things I think uh, uh, Joe Rogan fascinates me is that, you know, he, he's able to sit down with, and you talk about this, Beth, in your piece. I mean, people that are diametrically opposed to, you know, whatever Joe Rogan's worldview may be. And, and who knows what that is because he is so big and wide. But, in, you know, in the course of two, sometimes, as you said, three hours of conversation, there's no way that you can really truly prep for something like that because it's like a conversation that just winds its way downstream and it's so organic and open and honest. That's an excellent point. And that's just the feel you get, whether you're watching it on video or you're listening to it. And I I've wondered what his, his research is. He obviously knows something about his guests and not just something, but he covers a wide gamut of, you know, environmental pollutant politics, morality. Uh, yeah. He had a recent author on kind of the transgender craze among high school girls. And it, it really is, I think, unique that he is able to do that. He's, you could put anyone on his podcast, and I think it would be a fascinating two-hour conversation. We're talking to Beth Smith. Beth's a grad of Biola University. She's worked for the Walt Disney Company and the Museum of the Bible. Just recently moved to Pittsburgh. Beth, we'll talk to you about that in just a minute. Uh, we're talking about a podcaster, Joe Rogan. Um, so looking at the negative side, I will say that, you know, as someone who works in radio, um, I feel like his interviews can go on way too long. And some of them are really boring at times. So it's not a perfect podcast by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's also not a family friendly podcast. You know, if you're looking to, you know, gather, gather your kids around the radio or your iPhone and check out something, probably Joe no. Rogan isn't the place you want to go, right, Beth? Exactly. And that was the differentiation I wanted to make when I was 
kind of featuring him. I by no means in saying that um, there are certain, <laughs> there are traits in him that we certainly don't want to emulate. He's a profane guy. He's pro-drug right. legalization. He's pro-gay marriage. And so I, I wasn't, I was really uh, kind of picking out the hospitable, respectful environment he provides on his podcast that I thought especially Christians mm-hmm. can take away. So I'm not saying, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what his virtues are. He's kind of hinted here and there. But what I am saying is that the way he's able to have conversations with anyone, you know, he's had a few Christians on there, a few that are anything but. And I just, I think that's something to pinpoint and to maybe emulate. Right. That, so that's so, kind of what I wanted to narrow in on. Yeah, and, and I agree with that 100%. I mean, would we not all be better off in our own personal yes. world if the mosaic of the people that we intersected with were, you know, far left, far right, somewhere in the middle, uh, Catholic, Jew, Buddhist, Hindu, and we just had conversations and were not uh, afraid or angry to engage with each other in love? Exactly. And isn't that the trait we want to be, we as Christians want to be known for? We want to, um, the, one of the verses I was thinking of and that I cite is First Peter, when we are to give a defense, but the very end of the verse, it says with gentleness and respect. I think too often we read that verse and we think we're going into battle, we're going to start, you know, we're going to defeat all the lies, but in gentleness and respect. And when I think of Maybe that means a conversation where we are curious about the other person. We can meet them. It by no means, I mean, shy away from what we know is the truth. Right. Right. Okay, so here's the weird thing, Beth. So, you know, you and Kathy are talking about Joe Rogan. You know, he signed the deal, the big deal with Spotify. The weird thing was when Joe Rogan made the transfer from his old platform to the Spotify platform, it seems as though the powers that be were able to sort of push aside people that they thought were perhaps too conservative or whatever did not fit in the Spotify worldview. So no matter, you know, what that conversation is, there's always someone who's trying to put people is that, in the box. So is that true? Is it true? Yes, yeah. it's true. Okay, because I thought that that was ma- that was maybe a technological glitch. I was hoping no. that that was not an ideological choice. No, you can go there if you're a fan of Joe Rogan and you know look for old episodes of people that you you know enjoyed. A lot of those are missing, or I would say not a, a percentage of them are missing. Hmm. Beth, you know anything about that? I know. So right now, everything is available until the end of the year on YouTube. I'm not sure about. I knew. Spotify had employees that certainly did not like a wide variety of his guests, and they have they to walk out. Right. right, they don't like the t- they don't like anybody who's tolerant. Right, well, they as threatened they, to walk as, out, didn't they? As they preach about how tolerant they are. They threatened to walk out, and the CEO issued a statement, kind of, kind of like, "Well, we're we're not really going to censor the Rogan." I, it doesn't seem like Rogan would allow that. Just he's got it. He could do He's been doing his own thing. So my hope is that he will have enough pressure on Spotify that they won't start censoring. Like we're seeing certainly on social media where nowadays uh, private companies are just censoring, but they're not calling it censoring. Right. Well, I would sure hope not because if you're a Joe Rogan fan, as it sounds like the three of us all are, I mean, I can't tell you how many interviews I can just think of off the top of my head. I mean, you know, 
Bill Burr and Douglas Murray are two of them that just pop into my head. Well, ben Shapiro. Where, where, ben Shapiro, where he but, but they where they specifically talked about how. In fact, I think it was his conversation with Bill Burr. He talked about how specifically he did not want to be owned by somebody because he wanted to be able to present the content he wanted to present. So I hope he didn't. I hope he didn't cave on that. And really, he shouldn't have to. Somebody of Rogan's uh, really prestige, and and he's been since he's doing his own thing. He's, I think, one of the few kind of celebrities that could say, "Hey, Spotify, you're, if you're going to start censoring, I'm going to go back to doing my own thing." Right, where I only had you know 140 million people listening to me. Okay, but so what? What is it, Beth, about? why we as Christians can't do that or, or, or maybe it's not just Christians. I think people are bad at it. I think that's why he's so popular with people in general is because we like to hear honest conversations. It just seems like individually we're bad at it. It is comfortable for us to have conversations with whether you want to call it confirmation bias. We are most comfortable with those who are going to echo what we already feel and think. And I think for Christians, it has something to do with, if we were to have a conversation with, it can be a Baptist having a conversation with a, um, (laughs) goodness, a Catholic even. I think it's almost seen as you're agreeing with them and you're giving credence to what they believe. And so often then, then a lot of those on quote our side are saying, how dare you, you're having this conversation, you're giving, you know, credibility to the quote, the other side, which maybe is another point as to why are we seeing it as you versus them. And so I think it's this, this kind of, we're scared that we're going to be seen, um, as going against our own belief system, if we would have somebody, and, and let alone uh, somebody who's not a Christian. Well, how could you chat with them for two hours about, and it's, <laughs> so it, it's hard because you kind of err on either side, but it's where's the courage and conviction to say, I'm going to have a conversation with somebody because I'm interested in them. And yes, there is a way that we can speak the truth in love in that case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a tightrope, of course, right? I mean, but we are called to be fearless people and to engage in love. So uh, the weird cancel culture that we live in right now, uh, the gates are up. And so as believers, you got to fight through that and not worry about, you know, the other side or even those around you in your circles who might call you out on that. Hey, Beth, um, welcome to Pittsburgh. Um, happy that you're with us here and you wrote the piece uh, at the Gospel Coalition. It's titled Joe Rogan's Example for Believers. You'll find that at the Gospel Coalition website, which we follow. So, Beth, uh, talk about yourself and how you found your way here to the city. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up in Maryland and uh, my professional career kind of took off with Walt Disney and that took me to my first job for Disney was driving the tram in the Walt Disney parking lot in Orlando. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> it was a great, great experience that led me to uh, Los Angeles and I worked for Disney for Miramax, which was one of their film divisions. Cool. I worked for ABC television and research I moved back to Maryland and found myself in the swamp of D.C. working for po- in politics. Mm. And I was at nonprofits. I was um, at a think tank. And uh, I ended up there actually at the Museum of the Bible, 
which is just near the, the National Mall. So for those who are unaware, it is kind of in the heart of D.C. And I was there the year leading up to when they opened and then they, their first year of being open. So it was a kind of a very exciting time to see of all museums. You know, there, there really yeah. is a museum of the Bible is what I tell people. <laughs> it okay. really exists. And so um, I met my husband, and he actually has been living here for many years. And so when I married him last year, he brought me here. Uh, but I came willingly. And Pittsburgh <laughs> is uh, – <laughs> uh, it's, it's – um, I tell you, I, I'm enjoying it. I think you uh, have this <laughs> great mix of kind of city, suburbia. Uh, I don't know if I should admit this. We're not diehard Steelers fans, but I might You're get right canceled ahead. because of that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> so if I get canceled, I'll just stand, stand, uh, stand on that truth there. Yeah. No, we're going to take your Joe Rogan advice to heart, Beth. <laughs> oh, well, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna open ourselves to talk to people with whom we disagree. So that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So uh, clearly, you got a little diplomacy in, in your heart as well. I mean, you've you've traveled a lot, you've been around a lot. It might take a while for you to settle in here and you know sort of get the feel. But I, I think sooner or later you may be um, a yinzer at heart. Yes. Yes. This mythical yinzer I I have seen does exist. Every now and then, I'm not quite sure what people are saying, and then, but my husband assures me that uh, <laughs> that that mm-hmm. that there it is a language, and I have not yeah. yet picked it up. Well, it'll you're, come better, you're better off if you don't. Please yeah, don't. It'll not. come to you over time. That's Beth Smith, graduate of Biola, worked for the Walt Disney Company Museum of the Bible. Now she's a Pittsburgh transplant. Thanks for joining us, Beth. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, our pleasure. The Gospel Coalition, uh, check it out. I mean, Beth wrote a terrific piece about Joe Rogan, and as a model, oddly. For Christians. Take a break. This or that is up next, our Friday feature. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. You know what else? At the Spring House in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Spring House now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh, the only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you. By offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. 
And right now, your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online at preborn.org slash radio. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Today's forecast calls for clear skies, slight winds coming out of the northeast, and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Tonight, turning cloudy with a low 28. Clouds giving way to some sunshine tomorrow with a high 49. Tomorrow night, cloudy with a shower in spots and a low 39. Sunday, strong winds gradually subsiding with periods of rain ending in the early afternoon with a high of 57. With your AccuBuzz forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. It's time now for the Friday feature of This or That. You know how it's played. We present things and we choose one or the other, this or that. Kath, uh, you want to go first or should I go first? I sure do want to go first. All right. Here we go. You might notice I have a theme for today's This or That, John. All right. Very good. Number one, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or the New Year's Day Rose Bowl Parade? Uh, the New Year's Day Rose Bowl Parade. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the New Year's Day Thanksgiving? Oh, the, oh, the Rose Bowl Parade. I'm yes. surprised you picked that. All right. Number two, Horn of Plenty or the Horn of Africa? <laughs> Horn of Plenty to me is a smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. Horn of Africa is a destination. I'd like to travel. Horn of Africa, please. Cornbread or corn chowder? Oh, I like both. I'm going for the corn chowder. Drumstick or pogo stick? Well, considering I'd kill myself, I'll go the safe route and eat. Giblet or omelet? Mm, The giblet's kind of gross. Give me the omelet. Gobble or squabble? Both (laughs) available at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, I prefer the gobble. Forget the squabble. Now, both of these might be culturally inappropriate and insensitive. Mm. They are actual names. Indian corn or Mexicorn? I'm going Indian corn. Mayflower or horsepower? Well, I appreciate the people showing up for the Mayflower, setting things in motion. I really do. But give me the speed. Give me the horsepower. Let's go. All right. Number nine, Plymouth Rock or Classic Rock? (laughs) Touche. Again, I appreciate those early founders. But give me the bass. Crank it up, please. Classic Rock. And number 10, finally, uh, John, a colonist or a colonoscopy? (laughs) I'd do anything in my power 
to stay as far away from a colonoscopy as mm. possible. Please invite the colonist anytime. Very nice. Very nice. All right, Kath, here's your version. There's no theme here, just my random musings. Okay. Working hard, playing hard. Oh, uh, I'd probably go working hard. Okay. Lent, Advent. Uh, Lent. Mm-hmm. The Temptations, The Jackson Five. Oh, that's hard. Um, oh my gosh, I'm like stumped. Okay, I think I have to go Jackson Five. All right. Cardi B, <laughs> Lil Kim. <laughs> okay. Um, wow, that's a tough one. That's harder than the previous. Um, I think I have to do I, I have to go Lil Kim. I'm sorry? I have to go Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wayne Newton. <laughs> Bobby Vinton. <laughs> Bobby Vinton. He's the Polish prince. There you go. Yeah. All right. Talking politics. Bleeding from your eyes. <laughs> At this point, I'll take the bleeding from my eyes for 5000 All right. The year 2020. The rapture. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, I'll pick the rapture. Okay. Asia, Africa. Uh, I've never been to Africa. I'm going Africa. All right. A slow boat to China, around the world in 80 days. Around the world in 80 days. All right. Being chased by a man with a chainsaw, (laughs) the year 2020. (laughs) I mean, I can be kind of elusive. I'm going to go with the man with the chainsaw. All right. And that's my this or that. (laughs) 101.5-WORD. Gather around because it is present time. It's that gift-giving time of the year, and we're giving one that will keep on giving all year long. We could be paying your rent or mortgage for all of next year if you're the winner of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You want to come up with an early Christmas present? You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. At Fisher Investments, we do things differently, and other money managers don't understand why. Because our way works great for us. But it may not work for your clients. That's why Fisher Investments is a fiduciary obligated to put clients first. It's the highest standard for a financial advisor. So what do you provide? Cookie cutter portfolios like the rest of us? No cookie cutter portfolios here. Fisher Investments tailors portfolios to meet each client's goals and needs. But you do sell investments that earn you high commissions, right? And make commissions when you make trades for your clients? No. Fisher Investments doesn't sell any commission investment products, and we never earn commissions on trades. So what's in it for you? Fisher Investments fees are structured so we do better when our clients do better. When it comes to helping clients achieve a comfortable retirement, we're clearly different. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments, clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. My name is Namrita Singh Gujral. I am a filmmaker and an immigrant. My film, America's Forgotten, uncovers the unintended consequences of a broken immigration system. The seven-year-old girl died in the desert. This child came from the country of India. I'm living in the child. 
I can go to the police. I never expected this journey would lead me to a truth that I never intended to find. A great pillar of the community was killed by a man who had been deported at least twice. The public would be outraged if they knew the truth. I found how much Americans are being lied to regarding our immigration policies at the border. My friends, my industry, even my family, all rallied against the final message of this film. All credits had to be hidden for fear of retribution. If you care about the future of America, you should watch America's Forgotten. Go to SalemNow.com to buy today. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. We got in the backyard now and all the leaves have fallen from the trees. There's the skeletal, you know, sort of image of the trees up there. The the plants are all gone, the flowers are gone. I mean, it, it's pretty, but it sure isn't like peak summer. And so that's why we invite Doug Oster to join us because Doug always is growing some it give us all hope as we slide into all right are we good Okay, good. We're looking to talk to Doug Oster. Sorry about our Zoom problems that we're yeah, currently yeah, having, people. On. Appreciate your patience with us as we work that out. Doug Oster, editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. Doug, welcome back. Uh, that uh, description of a garden isn't my garden. I still have flowers out there and really? vegetables and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> what? Listen, Doug, yeah. don't show off. Get out of here. I don't know. That's I'm his not, business. I'm not I'm showing not off. I'm not showing. I know off. it's just... the it's the real thing. Okay, so tell us right now. Like John just described his backyard. Sad. It's really sad. Sad. It's de- <laughs> it's depressed. It's like it's like clinical depression in a, a land form. So what's it's yours so, like? Well, it's so funny because I had a great day working in the garden today. I moved trees. I planted trees. I moved shrubs. I planted shrubs. I planted garlic. I planted pansies. My back hurts. My shoulder hurts. I'm getting old, but if you if you choose the right plants, you can still still be planting. And and one of those things is pansies. You know, I I, I found you pansies at a pansies. What? Yeah, they're they can go all winter, depending on how the winter starts. They're going to go at least to Christmas. And they love cold weather. Uh, they're putting. You know, I got them on sale, six bucks a flat. I I couldn't beat that. And yeah. Uh, and then there's cold weather crops out there, and just there's so much to do. This is a good time to plant, but uh, if there's tender things like where you had tomatoes and peppers and impatience and marigolds, the frost took those away. But don't let don't leave them there. P- pull them out and put them in a compost pile, or, or just or at least get them out of the garden because that's a place where pests and diseases can overwinter. Okay. Uh, but like I said. This isn't the end. This is this is still the prime time for planting shrubs, trees, 
bulbs, and perennials. Uh, because of these short days and cool temperatures, all that plant wants to do is, is grow roots and get established. And, you know, I'm so far behind. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I've been looking at this tree that I planted today. I've been looking at it probably since, well, at least two months I've had it sitting there. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, I, it's just my procrastination as a gardener. So, uh, okay, so Doug, explain that then. How big of a tree is it? Uh, this tree was in a three-gallon pot, and so it's okay. about uh, three and a half feet tall now. Eventually, it'll be about six, eight feet tall. Not a huge tree, and 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 actually, what I did was that I had a tree that was in place there. Just it wasn't happy, and so I pulled it out, and then I just put this one right back in there. The soil had already been uh, worked on and improved, and I had a nice. It was easy to dig the hole, so it was an easy job to 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 put it in there. And so it'll continue with, with uh, I've got lots of shrubs to put in still. Uh, some shrubs have been sitting there since, you know, a company sent them to me in the spring. So uh, that's part of gardening. <laughs> yeah, no, see, Doug, see, that doesn't make sense to me. Of course, I don't know anything about gardening, but it, it, the ground's going to freeze here soon. But those roots can still find their way even in the cold ground. They love the cold ground. Th- that's, mm. what, th- that's what they want. And the, the ground will sometimes... In the last couple winters we've had, these mild winters, sometimes the ground doesn't freeze solid until we get to, you know, January, February. It just depends on what, you know, yeah, it could could be like the old school days where I grew up. I lived on a 300-acre lake that froze in November and didn't wow. thaw until, until March back then. We played hockey all winter. Nowadays, at least for the last couple of seasons, it just hasn't been that way, and it gives me as a procrastinator time to get work done. You know, uh, I, you know, we were setting up uh, our talk today. I, I told John, I said, I'll probably be fishing. And then I decided uh, I better stay here and work in the garden. <laughs> I, I've got to get this work done. Uh, and so I two flat the pansies, you know, there's plenty of pansies out there. There's plenty of bulbs out there. You know, if you, if you want pretty daffodils or crocuses or whatever you, you love in the spring, you plant them now. And it's, it's, uh, there's, what else are you going to do in the garden? You know, John, as you explained, all we're looking at is the bones of the garden for, for most right. places. Uh, so uh, I do have a perennial plant that I love. It's called uh, the Christmas rose, and it's uh, starting to bloom right now. Uh, and that's part of the gardening, too, is, is planting these perennials. We plant perennials, which come back year after year. We plant them now. Some bloom early in the spring. Some bloom in the summer. You know, if you put some lily bulbs in, you'd have a, they'd be the queen of the garden in July. And then this plant, which I put in uh, years ago, it, it just, that's what it does. It starts blooming when everything else is, is going away. And it's just so wonderful to have something blooming this, this time of the year. And if it does mm-hmm. get cold, those flowers will just kind of go into like a, they're tough. They're like, they're almost plastic when you touch them. And they go into a kind of a suspended animation when it gets really cold. And then when it thaws... Believe it or not, in January, I've had the honeybees out looking for that flower. So there's still lots to do. Well, we're, we're talking to Doug Oster, editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. Doug, let's talk about perennials for a little bit. I've got some um, some flocks, you know, maybe about 18 inches, 24 inches high. I, I didn't cut it back because I wasn't sure. I've got Shasta daisies. I've got my mums. Is that the kind of stuff I should cut back before the... Wild grass? Yeah. What about well, that? Well... Experts tell us now, and that's the way we used to do it. We used to cut it all down and make it look pretty. And sometimes you have to do that in like a big public garden. But in our own gardens, what experts want us to do now 
is leave all that stuff up because it's a place where beneficial insects, especially something with a hollow stem, uh, beneficial insects can hang out there for the, the winter and just leave it in place and cut it down in the spring. Now, because I'm lazy, even though back in the day when they told us to cut it down, I left it up. So I was doing the right thing all those years. <laughs> <laughs> Always ahead of the curve, Doug. <laughs> uh, but the other thing, too, that uh, they're telling us now is to leave some of that leaf litter in the garden, too, because it's a place where especially like uh, butterflies will have their eggs and stuff down in there, and it gives them a little bit of protection. Again, I was ahead of the curve on that one, too. You know, you've hmm. got to get your leaves off the lawn. You, that, that that will that will kill your lawn. But in a, like a perennial garden and under trees and stuff like that, if you can leave them there, it's a good thing to do. Now, how many leaves are we leaving? I mean, I have gigantic trees in my yard. I mean, I have le- enough leaves for you, me, John, Mike, and, you know, 100,000 of our listeners. <laughs> I got my own leaves. Right. Okay. So how, how thick of a leaf uh, blanket are we talking about on our garden? You know, a couple inches, three inches maybe. Okay. Uh, okay. I was blow- I, and One of my other jobs today was blowing leaves too because I, I live in an oak forest. This is I hate this job. You know, I did the driveway yesterday. I did part of the patio today. Uh, and I blew them actually off a, a pathway that goes to the vegetable garden onto a, a bed that has, uh, you know, some pine trees and some shrubs and uh, some bulbs underneath there. And I'm not too worried about it. I, I'm hoping to get on there with the lawnmower when we get cold here on the flat areas and just shred those leaves because they're better when they're shredded. They'll, they'll break down quicker. They, they won't mat up as well, as well. But sometimes I don't get to that. I procrastinate, as I said. <laughs> and so it, it all works out. You know, those leaves, you know, that's, if you're out in the forest, you know, that's, that's how the forest maintains itself. The leaves drop. And after years and years, there's layers of leaves. They turn into compost, and that feeds the tree. Hmm. The circle of life. Yes. We're talking with Doug Oster, Gardening with Doug. You can find Doug uh, easily online, Gardening with Doug. Hey, Doug, I mean, you know, in the midst of this weird time we're living through, I mean, all spring, all summer, and even to the fall, as dour of a picture as I painted of, of my backyard, it's still wonderful to be outside, and it is a great place of solace. And I, I'm sure you know that as well. Definitely. The irony of what I've done over the last 30 years has been that I I don't have the garden that I want because I'm always out writing about it, making videos, talking about it, whatever. This year, I was able to spend time in the garden and I needed it. You know, these these are crazy times uh, for everybody. And to have a garden, the garden automatically is social distancing. And so just to have time in the garden and, and just like, I can't tell you how wonderful my day was today, even though my back won't say the same thing, but how wonderful it was just to spend time, just me and the plants and working in the dirt and yeah. just watching the leaves come down. It is a, it is a special place to be uh, just to, to reflect. I often talk about this, especially when we're going through things like this, that when you when you see a, a little caterpillar or something, they don't know anything about what we're dealing with. You know, the sun comes up every day. You, you know, sometimes you got to kind of look at that broad picture of nature to at least help us through this. That 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 it it will get better. It, it always does. You know, and we just have to be tough and get through these periods. 
That's Doug Oster, editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. Doug, I want to rewind back to you talking about garlic. Um, you mentioned that last time you were on also. Um, so how hard is it to grow garlic? How do you start? Oh, it is the easiest thing you can do. The only thing you have to do is start with some kind of local garlic or some kind of garlic we know is good for planting. Just stuff from the grocery store might not be right. It might not make it over the winter, and it, it might be sprayed with something that, that so it doesn't sprout. You know, they don't want it sprouting in the uh, produce department. But you find the right garlic. I'm going to make a little plug here. I hope it's okay, but there's a farm out yeah. by the airport up by the airport called Janoski's and they have the best looking German white garlic I've ever seen. They're selling it as a food crop, but we could use it as a seed crop. We could just, all you do is you take that head and you split it up into the cloves and you put the cloves into decent soil. What I did today, I just threw down some, some compost. I had a couple bags of compost, five bucks a piece, threw it down on the bed and just stuck those little cloves three inches down, six inches apart into that and just threw a, a, a carpet of straw over it. That's all I had to do. Now that's going to sit there all winter long. And then early in the spring, it'll sprout up uh, with these greens. And real quick, I'll tell you, there's five harvests. You get the greens, then you get the seed head. Then the seed head, if you leave it in the garden, it will produce these seeds that you can eat. And uh, then, then you get the actual bulb. You pull that in, in July. Uh, when you put little, like the the there's little cloves left over. You put those on the side of a bed. You can eat those greens all year round. It's just the easiest crop to grow. And in the spring, when those greens come up and I start nibbling on them and I come back in the house, everybody knows the garlic's uh-huh. up. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. Okay. okay. Can you can you plant those in a pot over the winter? Not inside, but outside, you know, like a big yeah, garden pot? Or You can, but you've got to do some special things. You've got to give it some insulation, uh, mm. you, you, you know. I did some in pots today, too, and all I did is I took the biggest pots that I had, I I planted them the same way, I put that uh, straw on top, and then I put uh, just, uh, I have these hard plastic things that I use uh, as season extenders, but you could use like three mil thick uh, drop cloth from the hardware store, and then maybe some straw around the outside of the pot or sink the pot in, whatever you could do to to, uh, give it a little bit of uh, protection, and it'll be fine. Garlic is tough. Uh, it, it can, it can, it loves that, that cold winter and needs that cold winter. Cause as soon as it, we go into that, uh, spring, it starts making the, the turning the one clove turns into an entire bulb of garlic by July. Wow. That's great. Hey, well, Doug, thanks an awful lot. I mean, you know, when you join us, you always give us a, a window of hope and beauty. So we appreciate your presence here and your knowledge about being out and about in the garden. Thanks so much. I'm going to go soak in a hot bath. Good for you. (laughs) Three Advils for Doug Oster, editor of Gardening with Doug at DougOster.com. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. 
for roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows. Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. At Eden Christian Academy, hope is rising. Hope that is secure in God, that builds faith, and inspires a love that can't be stopped. Eden is where parents find hope in a true educational partner, where students see faith woven into every subject, and where teachers model the love of Christ to every child from pre-K through 12th grade. Schedule a personal tour at any of their three North Hills campuses and witness the hope, faith, and love that Eden can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that when something belongs to you, you'll work to make it the best it can be. That's why every OMF employee is also an owner. From the factory to the sales floor to the delivery team, being an owner means that we take pride in all that we do. Each of our employee owners has a customer-first focus to provide not only a better mattress, but a better mattress shopping experience. Visit a location near you or go to OriginalMattress.com to see the Original Mattress Factory difference for yourself. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, is proud to offer benefits to heroes of home care, including Hero Pay and Hero Sign-On bonuses. Any caregiver who joins the Help at Home team is eligible for a Hero Pay $500 sign-on bonus plus ongoing bonus pay. We know it's been a difficult time. Help at Home wants to make sure you get the Hero Pay you deserve. Give us a call today to find out more or go to HelpAtHomePA.com. That's helpathomepa.com. We're just weird. People are just weird, are they not? Okay, so today is Friday the 13th, right? I mean, okay. But listen, people still believe hard in superstition. Calf. Yes. 1885 in Chicago, the very first skyscraper ever was constructed by the Home Insurance Company, known, the building is, oddly enough, known as the Home Insurance Building. This very first skyscraper did not have a 13th floor. Just for reasons of superstition. Yep. Uh-huh. Now, right across the street uh, from this building, a 38-story office tower called the WSRB Office Tower, built uh, just a few years ago, like the Chicago Home Insurance Building, this new tower also lacks a 13th floor. The good people from the Otis Elevator Company report that 80 to 90% of the elevators it has installed in skyscrapers and large hotels do not have a 13th floor. Is that, that just weird? Seems like, right? I mean, it's really just okay. So, is, is that current? That's current buildings as well? Yes. I mean, I thought we were science based. Okay. The good Are news we science is, based, John? Well, are we supposed to be? The Empire State Building does have a 13th floor. Um, and there are, of course, many buildings around the world that do. Um, but what is the deal with 13 and the superstition that finds its way into architecture? I don't know. I, it, that kind of bothers. Not kind of. That just bothers me. Why? 
because it's silly. Why are we doing that? We, we always talk about how rational we are. And then it comes to a thing like that. It's so blatant that we're not rational. What's the 13th where we're afraid of a number? I don't know. I guess so. Uh, it's interesting that the, the Otis elevator people, like you want to go in and press the button, you wouldn't press 13. I guess that, that freaks some people out just by seeing 13. See, we're held, we're held in bondage to stupid stuff like that. Yes. Well, we are human beings. We are very complex. Let's take a quick break. Come back uh, during our five o'clock hour. The Ride Home Poet will be with us and the weekend review. That's straight ahead here on Word FM's The Ride Home. We are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com. The Word FM mobile app by heart. Tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A hand recount of the votes cast in the presidential election in Georgia has gotten underway. The audit will be completed by next Wednesday. A resurgence of the coronavirus in New York City, Mayor Bill de Blasio says he will close schools if 3% of the coronavirus tests over a seven-day period come back positive. The mayor says the city is preparing to close all school buildings as soon as Monday. If that rate crosses the threshold over the weekend, it's currently at 2.8%. Wholesale prices rose moderately in October as food costs jumped by the largest amount in five months. The Labor Department reports its producer price index, which measures inflation pressures before they reach the consumer, increased three-tenths percent last month. Stocks higher, the Dow gained 399 points, the Nasdaq up 119. This is SRN News. Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college-age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The Facilities Management HVAC or Electronics Training Program available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at SalemCareerHub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start, SalemCareerHub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or SalemCareerHub.com. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the hope for a COVID vaccine on the rise, shifting political landscape, and the election at an end, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text MONEY to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Text MONEY to 411411 to get what you need need to stay ahead of market trends and find explosive moves before they happen. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Start predicting trends 72 hours in advance. Text MONEY to 411411 and experience Vantage Point for free. 
Text money to 411411 so you can protect and grow your capital now. Don't wait. Text money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ, and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our to have and to hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Tonight, turning cloudy with a low 28. Clouds giving way to some sunshine tomorrow with a high 49. Tomorrow night, cloudy with a shower in spots and a low 39. Sunday, strong winds gradually subsiding with periods of rain ending in the early afternoon with a high of 57. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along the Friday edition as the sun sets here across western Pennsylvania. Kathy, well, we got some thanks in order from what's happening these last couple of days, do no we kidding. not? Oh, my gosh. We did the pre-born campaign with Scott Wilder and Lauren Littner from Dallas, Texas, over the last couple of days. And we just got such an avalanche of response. And mm-hmm. we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your kindness, your generosity. I mean, really, we are pro-life people. And you, you backed it up yesterday with your yes, dollars sure. to allow young women to see ultrasounds of their babies and to save as many babies' lives as possible. So really a powerful ministry. And thank you for getting behind it. John, an interesting story on this Friday. Um, I was on a website I don't think I've been on before called investing.com. No? You found your way there? No, and it was a curious story to find on investing.com because it was about people and institutions that are investing money in bringing extinct animals back. Like Jurassic Park? Exactly. See, that's dangerous. Why why are you going to mess with that? Okay, listen, cutting-edge research which is financed by universities, scientific grants, and animal-loving private financiers. Mm. Okay, those are the people behind this, right? And so I have a list of some of the animals that are currently funded. I mean, these are projects that are currently funded, okay? Organizations trying to bring these particular creatures back. May I tell you about some of them? Please do, yeah. And by the way, I think I have a list of like 60. What? Okay, that's how many there are. But So I'm just going to highlight a few. Okay, the first one is the woolly rhinoceros. They're going to bring this back. It went extinct 4,000 years ago. It's currently researched by Russia's Northeastern Federal University, and the research cost is $4.5 million. Wow. Okay. Um, It's their most talked about extinct animal, the woolly rhinoceros. 
Um, the woolly rhinoceros is super duper cool looking. I mean, it basically looks exactly like you would imagine. No it's kidding. like a rhinoceros with a bunch of fur and hair on it. That's cool. That is cool. Okay. Yeah. Can I give you another? Yeah. Well, but do they talk about the ethics of this? Oh, and, yeah. You know, of course. But see, the ethics, I mean, the, the, the idea of the article is that you have to grapple with the ethics, but other people are already moving forward mm-hmm. in looking into doing this. Right. And these people have deep pockets. The moa. The moa went extinct in 1420. It's currently researched by Harvard. Okay. Estimated research cost to date, $1 million. It looks like, John, a giant emu Mm. or a really big ostrich. Experts were able to distill a genome from a deceased moa's toe which opened up all sorts of possibilities for scientists at Harvard to study. Okay. The MOA. Um, I mean, I love it in some ways, but it's also, you know, creepy, isn't it? Yeah, of course. How about the quagga Q U A G G A. Who doesn't love a quagga? You familiar with the quagga? I am not. When extinct in the late 1800s, currently Mm -hmm. researched by Cape town university, estimated research costs to date. They've already invested 1.8 million. No one to $8 million. $128 $128 million. Yeah, so somewhere between oh, one and eight. Oh, yeah. I see. Somewhere between one and eight million dollars. Yeah. What so it's heck? like it's a special genus of zebra. They're mm. trying to to recreate the quagga, which is kind of like mm. it's like a zebra, but it's not black and white. It's like kind of like orangish, brownish, whatever. I've never even heard of the quagga. Yeah. Anyway, it goes on for everything from the gra- gastric brooding frog to the short-faced bear mm-hmm. to the heath hen to the Cuban macaw See, to, of course, what you are, what at least I was looking for, which was the woolly mammoth, which I think is so awesome. And that's coming back? They're- well, there's research into it right now. Here, let me find it for okay. you. Wait, See, that's right this after, is right Frankenstein, after the- Kath. It is Frankenstein. Right. So it's right after the Tasmanian tiger and the elephant bird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What what are these places, you know, these animals are going to be where the farmed, they're going to be on some private game reserve. People are going to eat these things. Woolly mammoth went extinct 4,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's currently researched by Kindai university in Japan. Estimated research costs to date $10 million. Wow. $10 million. Having parrot, despite Having been having perished over four thousand years ago, scientists were able to drain blood from a woolly mammoth carcass. Hmm. Plus, we're okay. also talking about the saber-toothed tiger, which is a favorite of mine, yeah, which sure. which went extinct twelve thousand years ago. I don't know. Just because you can do it, should you do it? I don't know. I mean, that's the question. I think mm-hmm. what was so shocking to me is that regardless of what we think. Like people are looking into doing it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm hoping that those people are going through the, you know, not, we all saw Jurassic Park. Right? Yeah, we knew it. It didn't end well there. I mean, I don't think it did. Look at poor Jeff Goldblum and all exactly. those people that were with him, right? Exactly. It did not end well. I mean, all of a sudden you're going to have, so like, like a, we're going to have like a woolly mammoth ham or something mm. like that. A giant, we're going to eat these things now. No, we're not going to eat them. If what we do you mean? We, back, we're not going to eat them. What, are you think you, look, if it's an animal, sooner or later we're going to eat it. Someone's I'm not gonna eating eat the it. woolly mammoth. I'm just going to have like, you know, some stuffing with some woolly mammoth for Thanksgiving coming up. 
let me say again, and this is a, a point where you and I differ, and so I choose to highlight it. Thank you. Jurassic Park, one of my all-time favorite film franchises. I do not like that film. I just, I just think it's silly. I do not like that. Really, just a bunch of, you know, CGI. Oh, I don't know. gosh. It's pretty short on plot. You know what's going to happen as soon as they start talking about things? It doesn't end well. That's all. Good grief. All right, Mike, you love break, it, don't back. you? I sure do. Of course you do. I'm just um, bummed that the uh, the Loch Ness Monster right. isn't, isn't being worked on. <gasps> uh, he's coming. Listen, yeah. if, if there was a Loch Ness Monster movie series, I yeah. would be first in line. <laughs> yeah. You know how excited his, I am about that. But if they had the Loch Ness Monster DNA, then that's a whole right. other matter, right? Right. These Look, if Harvard is spending $8 million on some kind of MOA, then for sure, wouldn't they want to work on lo- Nessie? Heck yeah. Can't, people people can't house train their puppies. We're talking about woolly <laughs> mammoths. The world's, you know, just a hot mess. It's a Friday. I'm trying to open your mind. Oh, oh speaking of Friday, what time is it here? It is, uh, well, you tell me what time it is. I'll it's tell you. It's 11 minutes past the five o'clock hour. Your weekend has begun. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, truly, all is right and well, at least in this corner of the world. Hallelujah, indeed. We'll be back in a few minutes with the Word FM poet talking about weird days of celebration. Who names those things? Hey, Thanksgiving. What, are we like two weeks away from Thanksgiving Day? Uh, I'm looking forward to it, right? Sitting around the table. It'll be a little less populated at our house this year. But that will not negate the fact that we're going to eat well and give gratitude. Marsh is with us from the Spring House. Hey, Marsh, uh, ramping up down there, are you not? We're ramping up, but we're not having any woolly rhinoceros on the menu. Oh, that's a shame. Now, if anybody would pull that off, you would pull it off. What the heck? We're not going to bring it back to eat it. We're going to eat it. If it's living, we're going to eat it. Oh, my gosh. I mean, who doesn't want to have a woolly mammoth with some stuffing on it, right? Marsha. We have some big turkeys, but I don't think they're that fun. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Marsha, tell us about Thanksgiving goodies, my friend. Okay, sure. Well, the phones are really ringing, like people are ready. And I was thinking, you know, maybe a lot of people would get small turkeys, but no, people are getting 25 and 28 and 30-pound turkeys. They are going to enjoy Thanksgiving this year with their families. So we've got fresh turkeys for sale, and actually, um, we are dealing this year, um, this is our first year with this wonderful Mennonite family in Lancaster County. It's a three-generation farm. I got to talk with them and see their birds, and they're just really wonderful. It's broad-breasted, beautifully clean. So we have turkeys and all kinds of casseroles for sale, nut rolls, apricot rolls, poppy seed rolls, pumpkin pies, of course, galore, um, apple crumb pies, coconut cream pies, and... um, and then this year, we also have, just thought maybe it would help people out, um, is a take-and-bake meal. We have one for 8 to 10 that includes um, all kinds of yummy stuff. You can check it online. Turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, Alabama vegetable casserole, homemade applesauce, cranberries, relish, rolls, and a pie. And um, and then we have one of those meals for two people, too, in case you want to drop one off to your aunt and uncle or to your mom and dad, and they're not comfortable going out. Let's just get them all taken care of. So we've taken a lot of orders for those. And what else? Oh, we have our smoked hams. We're smoking around the clock now. So a lot of people can, oh, that's what else is included in the take and bake is a sampling of the smoked ham in case people haven't had our smoked ham before. And um, so that's me. That's it. Oh, I know what else. The other thing we're doing differently is we're having people sign up for what time they're coming in the store. 
so we can kind of limit because Thanksgiving gets kind of wild in our place, but we're going to keep it not wild this year. So we're going to let people sign up for the time that they're coming so that we can make sure we have the right amount of people in the store at all, all times. We're going to have a constable there checking their reservations. We just want to keep everybody safe. So that's the plan. All right. That sounds terrific. That's March. Nice. COVID will not ruin Thanksgiving. So go to the spring house. Yeah. 101.5 WORD. God bless us, everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for for all of next year? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. You can even enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. Go to wordfm.com slash contest. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products at MyPillow.com, but by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code WORD, you'll get yours soon. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Make every day count with your media choices. Here's a tip from Bob Woloszewski of Plugged In Movie Reviews. I'm absolutely convinced that most of America is hardly proactive when it comes to entertainment. People make decisions based on popularity, uh, how it did at the box office, how the album did on billboard charts, how the TV show is rated. But I think when it comes to families who care, uh, we have to take a different tact. We have to say, what is actually good for our inner man? But as such, we need to be equipped with information to make those decisions. So I think that's where our website, uh, among others, comes in. Plugged In spells it out, whether it's video games, television shows, top charting music. Not go or don't go, but here's what's in a movie so families can make God-honoring choices. That's just a snapshot of what you can do to make every day count. Get more ideas online at facebook.com slash count from Focus on the Family. Every day in this modern time is a is a day, right? It's, a, it's like a celebration day. So today, if you didn't know, is a National Kindness Day. It's also National Cardigan Day. And the cherry on top of the Sunday, it's also Friday the 13th. So there is that. But 
how does that even work? I mean, who comes up with this? Is there like sort of like a national day foundation? Yes, there is. There really is. Someone's mm-hmm. got someone's job. Yes. And someone wanted to honor Fred Rogers. Okay. Well, Misha Willett is back with us. Misha uh, is an author of The Elegy Beta and Phases. Misha is a poet. His translations, academic articles appear widely. Misha teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. You can follow Misha online at MishaWillett.com. Misha, happy Friday to you. Thank you. And happy Cardigan Day to you. Thank you. All right. Now, we are not wearing cardigans here in our studio. Uh, do you, uh, in the Pacific Northwest, do you, do you yourself have a cardigan? Do you know, I generally do. Um, it's part of my metier, being a professor. I'm sort of expected to keep up the guys. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I didn't get the memo that it was cardigan day today. Um, mm. so, so I'm without. And I don't know how one is supposed to have heard that. Well, you're supposed to live in Pittsburgh because both were inspired by Fred Rogers. And, of course, Mr. Rogers being from Pittsburgh, this is the kind of thing that's like baked into our DNA here, I right, think. Right, yeah. right. Okay, so, so but is, the, the, is National Kindness Day associated with this as well because yes. he was such a kind man? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I see. So what about that then? I think you bring up a good point, Misha. I mean, and Cass said that this is, you know, a, a thing that there's an organization that's in charge of this. I mean, is this a government thing, Kath? I don't think it's a government thing, though I'm not sure. Are we allowed to declare days like the three of us could just decide, for example, yes. like who, who, who adjudicates these decisions? Yeah, I don't know the actual committee names. Um, I, I fear if I would release them, people would argue over them like the Supreme <laughs> Court. And so I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Right. It would be a Twitter fight. Yeah. There well, does seem to be more of them recently, though, doesn't there? Yes, I think because people like us are talking about it, they think, wow, those three are having such a good time. We should <laughs> you know, get into this as well. Right. That's right. Let me jump on board. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking about this recently because I, I'm teaching a class on faith and literature. And we've just been going through the church calendar, which for, for many of the students here is a new thing. Um, it wasn't part of the tradition that I, that I grew up I, I, uh, celebrating in. Um, and so Advent was new to me a few years ago when I started thinking seriously about that as a season. Um, and we just passed All Souls Day, which was yes. a, another thing that's very, very important. And I had no idea how one ought to celebrate it. Okay, so then did you mark All Souls Day? In the calendar? I did, yeah. Um, and part of it was, so I, I have a friend who lost her father on Valentine's Day uh, a few years ago. Um, and it was, it was very sad. And the thing that made it stick around was that she marked that day. She didn't, she didn't decide, oh, yes, my father died when I was 35, or I remember it was winter. She, it was Valentine's Day. And so every year since then, she's posted on her Facebook pictures of her dead father, and on one hand, like, that's a really sad day for her because no one joins her in that sorrow, right? We're all being lovey and sweet to each other. Mm-hmm. So she feels isolated, yeah? And at the same time, everybody else thinks she's kind of being a downer because that day is for something else. Um, but what All Souls Day, with the gift of the Christian tradition gives us is, here's a day for commemorating your losses. And that way, everybody who's, whether you had a miscarriage or, or a grandparent die or anyone that you lost— we all get one day to grieve together about that. Hmm. It's not a wonderful thing that people would consider, you know, kind of, I don't know, Communal grief. Rec- recognizing our common humanity. 
Yeah, right. And there's something about grief. Most of our emotions want to be shared, right? If we're if we're laughing at a joke, we can't wait to tell someone. Or, and if we're sad, we sort of want people to be sad with us, even if it's a negative emotion. Right. No, I've been re- I've been reading the Psalms, Misha, um, in the last mm-hmm. week or so. In particular, I feel like that's kind of what the psalmists are thinking too. That's that's exactly right. It, it gives us permission to feel all those things. And frankly, with the Psalms, some of those things, like I'm not there yet. Uh, the, the psalmist feels depth of shame that I've never quite got mm-hmm. to, right? And levels of anger that I that I hope I never get to. Um, but I'm still given space to feel those things because of those poems. Right. Okay, so obviously that you know, the 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 ancients who were you know assembling the church writings, uh, the Bible, and, and you know this the idea of the the calendar year, Misha. This is something that I I think you know, I mean I was a Catholic schoolboy, so this was common to you know to my faith as a little boy, and I remember you know like being in the pews at church and you know hearing the pastor say, "This is the thirty second Sunday of ordinary time." Right. And I'm thinking, well, ordinary time is different from Lenten time, which is different from Advent time. And, and I think it's necessary. I really appreciate, you know, those dividers theologically or spiritually in my life. It, it means something to me now. So I, I'm kind of curious for you to discover that um, you were surprised by it. But now that you know about it, has it done something to you as far as your walk? Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things that, that's been a great gift to me is that I'm forced to think about certain aspects of, of my spiritual life during certain times. So I grew up a sort of low church, non-denominational, you know, exciting worship songs. Um, but, and we had sort of confession, but it was, it was something you did in private, you know, during your, your morning time with God or something like that. But when I first, Lent was the first one that I really caught on to, and I thought, oh my goodness, I get... 40 days of like just having a look around the basement of this thing, you know, um, and I'm doing it with, with my entire church community where we're all like seeking out these, these dark corners of our, of our lives. And I thought that was it, weirdly, that became a breath of fresh air to me, actually, to just mm-hmm. turn over everything and, you know, shake out the rugs and, uh, and then have that all happen right before Easter in this glorious, huge celebration I thought was just wisdom beyond what I'd experienced. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that we miss, you know, oftentimes, you know, in, I don't know, the era where we idolize the current or the new, uh, we don't realize what we miss by looking at how people who lived long before us celebrated and the church calendar, man, I think that's one of those things. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's also a great deal of fun. Um, mm-hmm. part of the, you know, so many of these traditions have gone away and they, they are only vestigial in the, the ways that they, uh, they live now, but for example, there's the day of like St. Michael and the Archangels. It's one of the days where apparently that's when medievals used to have jousting tournaments. Uh, in part because, you know, St. Michael defeats Satan and he uses, in all the paintings, this big spear, right? So what they did is they try to live into that imaginatively, which I think is great. I've never pictured myself as St. As Michael. But they did that and they'd have tournaments. And so now you're supposed to serve food with like toothpicks because it's kind of like a spear and, <laughs> you know, have arm wrestling contests because it's about strength. I mean, it's just an interesting way of experiencing community. That's uh, great. Misha Willett is with us. Uh, we're talking cool. about national. Misha Willett is with us. 
National Kindness Day and uh, National Cardigan Day. Sorry, Misha, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty between John's spare room and my spare room and us talking to you. Um, Misha, how about some poetry that you might have to share with us? Yeah, um, today I'll I'll share a poem that I just came across. Um, it's from someone I don't know, um, but his name is Aaron Puchugian. Okay. And it's, the title struck me right away uh, because it's called Happy Birthday, Herod. Like always, Herod's birthday is today. And I can hear the tambourine brioso. I can hear the oboe skrill. Like always, Salome is getting down to business, veil by veil. Her eyes are green, all other eyes obscene. Ravishers of the writhing girl are piercing what is see-through anyway. Like always, without fail, Something repulsive has been done. Under the Dead Sea sun, another sort of flesh, that corpse I mean, the headless one, is summoning the blowflies, fresh gratification for a mother's grudge. Like always, who am I to judge? Indifferent to whatever mortal thing a servant might be carrying around on a party tray, I stand with stiff voyeurs devouring those curves of hers Worshipping the elastic, eorgastic Salome. Forgive me. Herod's birthday is today. Wow. Wow. Oh, boy, that hurts. That hurts to read, doesn't it? Right? I I felt read by that that poem. Even little things like, uh, I'm indifferent to whatever mortal thing a servant might be carrying on a party tray. And that's me all the way through. Uh, who is serving me? Who, what DoorDash driver dropped off my food this evening? You know, what, what is their life like? Not to mention what animals suffered that I might eat that pepperoni. I mean, all those things, I'm perfectly indifferent because I'm acting like, well, it's charla-la, it's Sarah's birthday today, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. I mean, and the, the images, the, the picture images are really strong. It's beautiful. Um, hey, Misha, I, I know that um, as you write yourself, you've you've talked about a, a new essay that's about to drop for Advent. And, of course, Advent happens here. I think it's uh, Advent season starts November 29th. Can you yeah. talk about the, that new essay and where people can find it? Yeah, sure. Um, this is a new publication for um, North American Anglican uh, is the venue. I think they'll probably put it up on the first day of Advent. Uh, and there's been a trend recently for people that um, follow the church calendar might, might know about this, where Advent has been treated as a little Lent, a way to, mm-hmm. to think through darkness and think through your sins in preparation for the actual Christmas season, which is the 12 days of Christmas um, that begin on the 25th. And what that's meant for, for a lot of congregations is, including mine, um, we don't get to sing any Christmas songs until Christmas Day, and then we, we celebrate for that 12 days. And uh, that hurts so bad when we do that because the whole rest of the world, even those who don't don't believe in Christ, were happy and they were celebrating during the run up to Christmas, and they were singing our songs during the right. run up to Christmas. But we weren't um, in in the church where I worship. And I thought, oh, we've got to fix that um, because those are, I think, Christmas songs are the best hymns uh, in in our tradition, uh, and we should be taking full ownership of those and preparing our hearts for Advent by starting the celebration early rather than by pretending it's all darkness until that moment and then and then switching gears really quickly. Hmm. All right. So were you at odds with other people in your church? Kind of, yeah. 
Um, I, Are you, you, know, been, I, you, you poets, you're always making trouble. <laughs> That's exactly right. Last time we were on, John threatened to throw me out of the Republic. I, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Misha, it's just a bad day. <laughs> that, that's always happening to us, though. No, it's right, because I, I walked into this church, and then I started poking around and say, hey, hey, music minister, when are we going to sing the songs? Oh, we're not. Well, why not? Well, I'm going to dash off an essay about that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. Okay, so where can people find it, Misha? Uh, this is going to be published at North American Anglican, and it'll probably appear on the first day of Advent as an Advent uh, reading. Excellent. We'll put that on our calendar. And, you know, I was just in the grocery store the other day. And, of course, you know, all the Advent, um, uh, what, minutiae, the calendars and all that, they're out and about, which, you know, sort of makes it fun for, the, you know, the kids and to, to mark the day through the season. So that's a good thing. We're, we're leaning into Advent soon. Yeah, that's right. He's coming. I mean, there's a star in the sky. She's pregnant already. The belly's swelling. Those metaphors are given to us for a reason that, that we know it's happening. It's not just a sort of hunch that we have. Hmm. All right. I can't wait to read that. Misha, thanks for being with us again. It's always a pleasure. Misha Willett, author of The Elegy Beta and Phases. His poems, essays, translations, academic articles appear all over the place, and he teaches English at Seattle Pacific University. You can find out more MishaWillett.com. What if I told you you could save a child's life for just $28? Well, it's true. Preborn is a ministry doing just that with the help of people just like you by offering free ultrasound sessions to pregnant women and girls who might otherwise choose to end their pregnancy. We know that pregnant girls and women who can see their babies on ultrasound are far more likely to choose life. Your gift today can save babies' lives. Just $28 can give a mother who is abortion-minded the chance to see the truth of the baby that is growing inside her. $140 can do that for five girls and women. And a $15,000 gift will provide an ultrasound machine that will save lives for years to come. Whether you want to save one baby or five or hundreds, that opportunity is just a phone call or click away. There's no better time than now to save a baby's life. And right now, your gift is matched dollar for dollar, doubling your impact. Call 833-850-BABY. That's 833-850-2229. Or give online at preborn.org slash radio. Would you risk crossing a street busy with traffic against the light? Watch where you're going. Wearing a blindfold? Probably not. Other risks aren't as obvious, but could be just as deadly. Like the risk for type 2 diabetes. Take the free diabetes risk test to learn if you're at risk. Go to diabetes.org slash take the test or call 1-800-DIABETES and stop diabetes before it stops you. A message from the American Diabetes Association. John, I talked to my daughter today who's a student at Grove City, and uh, we were talking about her grades. You know, it's a little more than halfway through. Her midterms were last week, and I said, so, you know, how's it going? And she said, Mom, I had the greatest meeting with my guidance counselor. And I said, guidance counselor. She's not really a guidance counselor. It's like your advisor when you get to college, right? Yeah, right, right. And I said, what was so great about it? And she said, well, what I couldn't believe is like he was up to date on what I was doing. Like he knew how I was doing in each one of my classes. He knew the professors I had. He knew some of the things I'd talked to him about before. She said, I, all of a sudden, I felt like I didn't have to go in and like tell him how things were going. He already knew how things were going. And so it was an opportunity for us to kind of get to know each other better. And I thought to myself, John, that's what I missed in my college experience. And that's what I'm so glad my kids are getting is that type of individualized attention that just as an adult reaching out to a student and saying, hey, I know where you are. Let's talk about it. 
That's powerful. So Grove City College, big enough to know it's a university and there's great intellectual stew there, but small enough that you're known by the people who are supposed to look out for you and shepherd you. Listen, both Kath and I, our kids go there. We love it. Look online for next year at Grove City College, gcc.edu. That is Grove City College. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at Radio.com. Tonight, turning cloudy with a low 28. Clouds giving way to some sunshine tomorrow with a high 49. Tomorrow night, cloudy with a shower in spots and a low 39. Sunday, strong winds gradually subsiding, with periods of rain ending in the early afternoon with a high of 57. With your AccuWeather the forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. When our kids were little, up until maybe, I don't know, uh, 12 years old or so, we used to go to the zoo all the time. I mean, it was just like a, a big outing for us, you know, you'd spend hour after hour there, you know, and just kind of wandering around. I knew the zoo so well. And to be honest, it, it's been a long time since. I've been back to the zoo, but I'm of excitement and joy, maybe a little heartbreak will reach in as well. You kind of think, oh, these kind of, you know, poor guys are sort of trapped in a, you know, it's a, a nice jail. It's an elaborate jail, but, you know, it's not their natural settings. Well, I'm reading this piece today about a zookeepers in Finland, researchers in Finland, and they're, they're trying to look at how technology can be used to improve the well-being of, of animals in captivity. Okay. Um, they're looking at, you know, a way that uh, zoos can provide stimuli that in some ways maybe the, the animals themselves would control temperature in enclosures or lighting in enclosures. So these researchers devised a tunnel in a, a monkey house. And inside this tunnel, they provided, and I'm not sure, you know, the, the, the actual how this was done. They provided these monkeys an opportunity to listen to ambient sounds. And these monkeys could choose ambient sounds as they went through this tunnel. And so, you know, there were different sounds that they chose, like um, rain falling or jungle sounds. And what they found in this zoo in Finland is that the most preferred sound that the monkeys wanted and listened to regularly were sounds of urban traffic. Traffic jams. What? So they don't want to hear, you know, insects buzzing at night or, you know, water rushing or something like that? No. What they found was these urban traffic sounds, you know, cars honking or just traffic moving down the road. Somehow the monkeys, they communicate with high pitched noise or grunts. And these Finnish Finnish, uh, um, scientists think that somehow buried within traffic noise are this monkey audio that the monkeys found soothing and were, you know, Wait, what, so what, what kind of monkey audio? What do you mean? Well, you know, like, the, you know, the sounds of traffic, the squeal of brakes or the beep mm. of a horn. Oh, that's something. Got Somehow it. Somehow that sure. replicated right. monkey conversation or monkey communication. 
And so, you know, while the, the monkeys are grooming themselves, which I'm sure is a very relaxed period where they're handling each other, or even while they're sleeping, they chose that audio over regular sleep. That is so crazy. That yeah. is so weird. Okay, so what do you guys listen to when you're going to sleep or when you're wanting to relax? What do you choose to listen to? Nothing when I'm falling asleep. It's, it's, Nothing. As much silence as possible. You you have really. Mike, are you listening to something? I listen. I sometimes listen to classical music like Beethoven. Um, when you're going to sleep. Yeah, to calm me down. Yeah, absolutely. Kath, what are you listening to? The radio, always. What you fall asleep? Both you guys can fall asleep to to that stimuli. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I my sister I'd never do that. My sister would listen to <laughs> top forty. Like, oh my gosh, radio. really, really like rock my, too. And like, I don't know. How, I don't listen, know. How, I cannot sleep. It's interesting. It's really? interesting how our brains work. I cannot sleep to music because I start trying to figure it out. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I have to, I, I, I'm figuring out, you know, what, you know, what key it's really? in or, you know, the chord form or whatever. I don't know why that is. I just can't shut that off. But now, I, see, I, I don't get that. No, I, I, years ago, my, my, my brother, you know, I'd go visit him. He falls asleep even to this day with the TV set on. I mean, oh, yeah. how can that be relaxing? Oh, I can fall asleep. That's with the TV. my dad. Really? Yeah, I can do that. I can't. And do so that. the TV sets on all night long in his bedroom. Oh, I couldn't do that. Wow. You know why I couldn't right. do that though? I just feel like some, that's somehow bad for me. I mean, it's not that I couldn't yeah. sleep. I would just feel like that's somehow unhealthy. Right. Yeah, okay, like so so shut off. Right. So then for the both of you, speaking of your brain shutting off, you fall asleep with either music or the radio. Like, do you wake up in the middle of the night and shut it off? I have a radio that shuts off after a certain prescribed amount of time. I see. So after 90 minutes, it shuts off. But, wow. I, but I'm listening to talk. I'm not listening to I – I listen to sports. Mine just goes all night long. Really? All night. Yeah. Now, now, I used to have – no, when John, when my son Jonathan was born, he obviously had a a, a noisemaker monitor. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And now I have grown accustomed to that. At night, I cannot sleep without it. I seriously oh. have to have it on, like all night long, all yes. night long. Yeah. Yep. So what? So is that like the like whale sounds or like yes. breathing sounds whale or wind sounds or heart uh, <laughs> heartbeat? But, yeah, I know. Yeah, nice. make fun of me, but I can't. It's a whale like, sounds. One night I could, <sighs> I I could I I was I could not fall asleep, and I'm like, why can I not fall asleep? And I realized, oh, Jonathan, Jonathan's noisemaker isn't on, <sighs> and I turned that on, and within 20 minutes I was out. I was okay. seriously right. out. That's so awesome. That is <laughs> whatever. So whatever awesome. works, whatever. I guess. Right. <laughs> The stimuli. Okay, so, well, for classical music or talk radio or traffic sounds, whether it's man or monkey, it looks like we all need a little push to have a good night's sleep. Coming up in a few minutes, the week in review. What did you like? What hacked you off? What did you eat? What did you watch? That's next (laughs) on The Ride Home with John and Kathy. 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I can be your number one fan! 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call one 800 very dry or visit jdwaterproofing.com do you think all vitamin c's are the same they're not ester c is a superior form of vitamin c it's the only vitamin c with 24-hour immune support and it lasts up to two times longer than regular vitamin c so don't just settle for any vitamin c buy ester c and support your immune health today These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Meeting new people, going on dates, (laughs) I was way out of practice. Silver Singles made it easy for me to get back into dating, and it felt just right. Rediscover the magic of dating with Silver Singles, the exclusive community for singles over 50. Signing up was easy. I told them a little about me, my interests, and I started getting matches right away. At Silver Singles, you receive daily matches you won't want to miss. Start your search today at silversingles.com slash radio silversingles.com slash radio it's been another week that means it's time for john and kathy's week in review what was everyone talking about this week who's the president of this country right i mean that was the it's such a weird week never i think has been more fueled with angst and anger and anticipation fear longing and loathing all wrapped into just a few days what a strange week i also think people are talking about a lot of covid numbers going up oh you got that right what was a conversation that made you think we talked to two professors from wheaton college about Phoebe. I can't believe you picked the same. Why do we all, we do that a lot? Oh, really? The same thing. I mean, Phoebe, trusted by Paul to deliver his letter to the Romans. She was a servant. She was a deacon. 
this very sort of specific distinction of a woman in the New Testament. Wasn't that fascinating? It was a fascinating article. It was a really interesting take on someone who kind of, if you're not paying attention, she's in, you know, one of those passages that you skip over when you're reading the Bible to get to the meaningful stuff. (laughs) If we believe that the whole Bible is inspired by God, then so's that. And so these two women really took that seriously. I really appreciated that. That was a Tuesday show at 410. What did you eat? Yeah. Uh, you know how you get a taste for something? Yeah. Right? I've had a taste for a tuna melt. A tuna melt? Yeah. When's the oh, last time you had a tuna gosh, melt? I don't, you and Mike love yourself a tuna melt. Oh, man. I made, we made, me and my wife, tuna melts last night. Did you? Yeah. I mean, really, she made really some terrific tuna fish with some nice sourdough bread. We had some cheddar cheese on top quickly put it in the broiler. Boom. I mean, that really satisfied me. Excellent. Really? Mike, you love yeah. that too, don't you? I'm salivating at the mouth right now. Oh, what the heck? Yeah, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. High marks for the tuna melt. Do that this weekend, Mike. All right. Uh, I made Mexican chicken soup last night and I decided, we all decided we were talking about, it. I think it could be the, other than salad dressing, the best thing I make. Really? Mexican chicken soup. It's hot, you know, spicy hot. It's also temperature hot. It's soothing. It's very flavorful. It's mm. just, it's topped off with Reina's fresh tortillas from the strip on Penn yeah. Avenue. It is just, it is the perfect fall meal. Nice. I'm salivating now. What uh, did you watch? Oh my gosh. Listen, I'm late to this party. I acknowledge that I am way, way late to this party. But Schitt's Creek is the most hilarious show. It is so <laughs> deeply great. I am overwhelmed with it currently. Oh, my gosh. The, the Levy family. Oh. Huh? They it's are geniuses. Just so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Even though you're late, you still you know, are able to enjoy the frivolity. Now, I'm, I'll see your, that creek, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll raise you. I've been, we've been watching and finished just a short miniseries. Eleven twenty two sixty three. It's on Hulu, and it's based upon a Stephen King book. Eleven twenty two sixty three, of course, is the assassination of JFK. This series on Hulu is produced and stars James Franco, and it is really—I mean, they would call it science fiction thriller, but it's—I mean, it's beautiful and. There's this beautiful romance that runs through it as well. This actress, an actress, Sarah Gadden. Uh, I loved it. Um, if you got Hulu, man, um, eight episodes, highly recommended. Eleven twenty two sixty three. What hacked you off? Oh, my daughter has COVID. E. Yeah, it's crappy. I'm happy to say that she's doing really well with it, but it's just, you know, it just hacks you. Yeah, I mean, it's just never ending this year, 2020. What what hacks me off? I mean, it's just where we are culturally currently, right? The finger pointing, the tribalism, all that angst and anger. I mean, COVID is doing strange things to us. And we find ourselves in these little foxholes with people and we're all nodding our head and we don't look across the aisle and we don't love it on people. We're shut off. It's just a really sad, weird time. What was the best news you heard this week? 
Oh, I saw this great story earlier in the week about this uh, restaurant in Jersey City, and it's called Verst Bar. And it's one of those places, it's not a sit-down restaurant, it's a place where you go up to the counter and get your food. Yeah. And um, just enough of their people got COVID or had COVID tests that were returning late that they had to close. But the poor restaurant was barely surviving anyway because of all the COVID restrictions. And so they were so disappointed. They put a big sign up saying, look, we are not temporarily closed because we're just too lazy. We're shut down by COVID again. We're so hacked off and we're so sorry. There was a barbershop right down the street called the Viral Barbershop. They came in and said, you know what? We'll take over your restaurant so that you guys can get some income. And so they came out, they took over the restaurant. They served all the food. They did everything for the entire amount of time until all of the, the uh, employees of the restaurant could get back at it. Wow. That is super cool. That's really good news. Okay. Uh, good news for me. Uh, I love myself some baseball today for the first time. Ever a major league baseball team named a woman as the general manager of the team. She's actually an Asian woman, which is even more remarkable. A woman by the name of Kim Kim Nig N G Kim Nig. Uh, she's now at the helm. I mean, she essentially is going to control the Miami Marlins. This is super cool. I just love it so much. So so kudos to MLB and the Miami Marlins. And in closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Well, I don't have anything to read today, but I just want to say, you know, this is the first person close to me who's had COVID. And I just want to say the next time that you're, you know, upset about wearing a mask or you don't think that you should do it. Listen, it's not just one person who's sick that you're going to impact, but it's their entire family. I just never considered how much could have to change in an instant when someone who lives in your house has COVID-19. So I don't know if that helps you to just put on a mask and socially distant, be socially distant and do whatever you can to help us all through this, then maybe it was worth it. Yeah, that's what I've got too. Prayers for the Emmons family as they work through this difficult time and for anyone suffering through this strange COVID time, whether you have it yourself, know someone, love someone, or in your circle, uh, prayers for this country, the world, as this uh, heartbreak continues. And that's John and Cappy's Week in Review. You've worked hard to provide for your family, but what happens when you're no longer here? You know, when people plan for retirement, they sometimes forget to consider their financial legacy. Your assets should go where you want them to go, not where some probate court decides. So why not be proactive? Kevin Bach can show you how to pass your assets along to your loved ones in the most tax-efficient way possible. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553 or online at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach. PA Insurance License Number 352896. By now, you've heard me talk about MyPillow and how it literally changed my life. Hey, this is John Hall. MyPillow does not go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want. They maintain their shape and they're made in the USA. And for a limited time, Mike Lindell is offering his premium MyPillows for as low as prices ever. You can get a standard queen premium MyPillow for just $29.98, originally $69.98. That's a $40 savings, and kings are only $5 more. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, $29.98 for a standard queen, but Mike is extending his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code WORD, or you can call 1-800-391-0954. You'll find all the MyPillow products 
products at mypillow.com. But by calling right now at 1-800-391-0954, promo code word, you'll get yours soon. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Welcome back to Customize and Save with Liberty Mutual Insurance Company, the game show where you only pay for what you need. And we're out of time. Only pay for what you need at libertymutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 528. 886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. I read uh, something called the art newspaper occasionally. You know, it's just about the world and the art with the, within it. I, I, this caught my eye today, though. Many of the historic cathedrals, churches, and chapels of Naples, Italy, are at risk of vanishing into the earth according to new research published in the Journal of Cultural Heritage. Um, it looks as though there's a, these churches in Naples and many cathedrals are built over subterranean cavities or ground affected by ongoing deformation, making these uh, areas highly susceptible to sudden collapse. There's a, a sinkhole they show that in 2009 opened up inside the 17th century church of San Carlo, known for its Baroque art. And I mean, this is an image of this church. There's, you know, like pews. And then in the middle where the pews are, there's a massive hole. It must be like 20 feet by 20 feet at least. Oh my gosh. This gigantic hole. And there's like no, you know, yellow tape or anything around it. I, I guess people worship there, but just don't fall into the sinkhole. So just another malady of the, uh, oh, the age gosh, like we need that, right? <laughs> Could you imagine Good a church great. and you fall into a sinkhole? No, I mean, it's bad. not, I don't know if it's better or worse than the poor guy who fell into the sinkhole last week and hit the, hit the rats in New York city. No, that's pretty bad. I think, you know, of all the things, really 2020, bad. that's pretty darn bad. That was really, really bad. That was oh, really yes. bad. Um, I want to change us from sad news to happy news. Oh, thank you. Since it's a Friday, right? Okay. Uh, congratulations to Jim and Vivian Beers. Uh, there was an article written about them in the Trib this week. 70 years of marriage, wow. 75 years in love. Vivian Beers, 89 years old. Jim, 91 years old. Wow, it's wow. really a terrific article. But it talked about, um, she said, quote, 
I saw a guy sitting outside with a bunch of boys, and I said to my girlfriend, see that boy over there? I'm going to marry him. <laughs> now, Vivian was 16 when she said that, when she saw Jim over there, but she was right. They married five years later during Jim's 15-day military leave, November 1st, 1950, at First Evangelical Lutheran Church in Leechburg. Wow. Congratulations. Isn't that terrific? What, what's her names again, Kath? Vivian and Jim Beers of Winfield, PA. 70 years married. 70 years married. Can you imagine the ups and downs of 70 years together? Oh, I know. I, mean, I know. Holy smokes. I was happy to see that they are uh, members of St. Paul Lutheran Church. They renewed their vows for their 25th and their 50th wedding anniversary. Fabulous. Well, that, that's a week. That's our show. Um, we certainly appreciate your time here. There's been a, a lot of different stories. And, of course, we uh, raise money for unborn babies and just the whole, uh, whole mosaic of what it is to be a believer. We certainly appreciate your time here with us. So have a great weekend. Kath, Mike, relax a little bit, huh? Will do. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.